you're going to hate me because I come to your town and we beat your team. The All Out Kentucky Podcast. Short into the arms of Davis and the superior team all season long was the superior team tonight. Welcome in to the All Out Kentucky Podcast, your home for the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. I am your host, AJ Bradley, and I am joined, as always, by my brother and co-host, Sam Bradley. And Sam, we have been off for a little over a week. We had a fun celebration last weekend. Um, Our sister was able to get married, so we had a great time in northern Michigan celebrating that. And now we are back and boy, do we ever have a lot to cover. Um, honestly, me and Sam sat down, started to plan out this episode, and um, this episode is now two episodes because we could not fit all of this in without dropping a two-and-a-half-hour episode on you guys, and we did not want to do that. So what we have chose to do is we are going to stick with basketball today, in only basketball today and we are going to hit it hard as the boys have hit the court indeed they did they had their first practice they are getting ready for the bahamas an exciting trip that we touched on previously i think the whole team the whole fan base is excited tickets are selling like crazy Big Blue Nation will definitely be down there to support the team and um, super exciting. So with that being said, like I I said, we have a lot to cover in the basketball world today. The first practice, we wanted to touch on a little NBA with guys going into the draft. We have some big decisions coming up as far as recruitment goes for the class of 2023 and then the recruitment contact period is officially open for the class of 2024 so we are going to have sam give us plenty of updates regarding that because john calipari and kt turner our brand new assistant coach are getting to work and they are making an immediate impact so with that being said let's bring in sam and sam i know we wanted to touch on the basketball practice because that was this week and a lot that we wanted to touch on just from that one practice, but I know you had something else that has been on your mind today, and so I will give you the floor to speak. It is yours. Welcome back, my friend. Yeah, thanks for bringing us in there, AJ. Excited to be back. Uh, We did have a lot of fun at that, my sister's wedding up north. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't know how AJ and I drew the shortest straws and maybe all the nation, but we have two amazing brother-in-laws now. Uh, unfortunately, one of them is a graduate from Louisville. 
uh, how does that happen? And then the other one is a graduate from Kansas. So uh, I don't know, AJ, you tell me, but you know, we'll beat the brakes off of both of them. Just unfortunately the, the Jayhawk has one leg up on us with being the national champion this past year. But uh, AJ and I did go to, to Lawrence and we went to that game. So I think we still can give them, you know, the jab where necessary that we kind of, uh, what beat him by 30 so <laughs> give or take <laughs> give or take which i guess i'll plug it too as well we didn't mention it in the opening but um we we are officially adding kansas to the home schedule for the season of the 2023 so uh this upcoming season we will be playing the jayhawks on our home court so extremely excited about that opportunity i know it wasn't a necessary plan but that's who we drew during the uh, sec big 12 challenge so hopefully oscar sheway gets to eat up those jayhawks again but in a little more serious note uh aj did kind of give me the floor and i just wanted to call to your guys attention i'm sure as many of you already have seen maybe from social media but uh big blue nation and the kentucky wildcats program did receive some unfortunate news today that legendary kentucky wildcat ex-player and for 25 plus years color coordinator of the men's basketball program mike pratt has passed away so um, really sad news for just the entire Big Blue Nation. It was pretty overwhelming just to see all of the responses of ex-players, Coach Calipari, the staff, um, and, and just throughout Big Blue Nation, it, just the overwhelming responses that everyone was sending about how he was just such a great guy. And, you know, no matter who you were, whether you were John Calipari or some fan, he would he was always willing to speak to you and make you feel a part of the program and a part of the fan base and just speaks volumes to, you know, who he was. And he's going to always be remembered within our program. He is in the UK hall of fame. So, you know, his name will be forever stapled with our program, but just wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of that saddening news within our program. Yeah. I mean, definitely sending our thoughts and prayers and our condolences to um, his family and friends and the rest of Big Blue Nation. I know it's it's tough to have to think about things like that and then only talk about it briefly and then we have to move on to things that at the end of the day are not as important, but um, definitely a chance to remember a legend, um, not only for the Kentucky Wildcats, but in college basketball and somebody who did a wonderful job and um, really had a big impact on our program. And you can just see that by the outpouring of support and um, just the amount that the fans have um, reached out today and what they've said and the things they've said. And you can just tell that um, he was able to make a big impact. So um, like I said, our hearts are heavy today and we are thinking about his family and with that being said, we will move on. And Sam, like I said earlier, we did have our first basketball practice. The cats are back. The cats are back. And uh, I just did a huge sigh of relief. And I didn't even plan to do that. But I, I don't know why. But it's like, all right, man, we can officially put last season. season behind us. The new, new season. season is upon us. Um, it has been kind of a 
long off season. I mean, it's felt like I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but honestly, I felt like it's just been one long day after the next, kind of waiting yeah. for the clock to kind of get to that point where it's okay we turned it over and now we're on to the next season so yeah it's it's a great feeling i mean it's crazy to think aj that like we're already here like that clock is officially ticking with the first practice being under the boys belts but it, it feels a little strange because i don't know about you maybe it's a little early uh but once i saw that first video posted by the men's basketball program twitter account i mean they've got me hooked and now i'm sitting here begging for more and it's just going to be like that for the rest of the summer and i know we're ways out from even the bahamas trip but at this point they've got me hooked they've got me reeled in and uh i'm ready to roll man and it was extremely exciting to see all the boys back um you know it's just a first practice it's not like we're groundbreaking news right now or, or anything like that but all the boys were there and when I say all the boys were there, I, I mean it because every single uh, UK commit or returnee was in Kentucky blue on the basketball court. And it does seem like Coach Calipari has kind of alluded to the fact that this is our finalized roster. Um, you know, I know, AJ, you and I kind of dove through some possibilities, adding another guard, specifically a shooter of that position to kind of just fill you know, some needed space there. Obviously we have confidence in CJ Frederick, but aside from that, you know, we want to ensure that we have good three point shooting to kind of spread that floor and make some room for Oscar down low. But uh, it does sound like we're kind of solidified and we've got the team and coach Calipari has made it clear that he has his team and he's extremely excited. So I find comfort in that. Um, I know there's just a lot of rumblings throughout big blue nation that, we're missing an opportunity by only having 10 scholarship players and, um, you know, not securing one more guard for that shooting position. But I mean, AJ, if you watch the same video that I did, Antonio Reeves looked like an absolute killer from three. I mean, he has an absolute clip. We already talked about his presence at the collegiate level the last couple of years before transferring into us. And I mean, he's shooting 47% from three. I mean, this guy clearly is going to be a threat. And he even, uh, AJ, picked up a quote today saying that he's looking forward to the opportunity and he really sees himself filling the void and the success that Kellen Grady experienced last year with the Wildcats. That's exactly what he said. I mean, he knows his role. And, and what I like most about it, AJ, is I think I have a little more confidence in the fact that he's a great defender and that he can kind of be on ball and the fact that he's just a better ball handler than Kellen Grady was. We saw what kind of happened when we put him in too many positions where he was bringing the ball up the court. And Antonio Reeves, I mean, I know it's just one little video, but we have previous years and season and tape on him. And gosh, I think that should be enough for Big Blue Nation to kind of take that sigh of relief and know that, Although we have our roster set, I think we're perfectly comfortable with three-point positions as far as who we have on this roster and not adding one more guard. Yeah, and um, something that I had touched on when we had uh, talked about Antonio Reeves when he was making his decision to transfer over here, and the one thing that I had said was that he was very confident in who he was as a player and as a person, and he was very vocal about the fact that he was going to come in 
to Kentucky and he was going to be a leader of the team. And he said he was just going to do that by being himself and coming in and inserting himself as somebody that can be reliable and is going to show guys how to work hard and how to, you know, basically be a professional basketball player um, without being a professional basketball player. Um, And he clearly from day one is continuing to have that mindset and he's ready to get to work and he's really setting the tone and setting an example as, Hey, I know I'm the new guy here, but I'm ready to get to work. And if you ain't going to come and work as hard as me, then I'm going to whoop your butt up and down this court. And it's going to force guys to really get in the gym and and get after it on a day-to-day basis. And, um, you know, it's, it's one thing for him to say, Oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be a leader and all of that. But I know it's just one day, but, um, definitely a step in the right direction and seems like he will be a guy who is going to be a, a big part of our rotation this year and is going to have an opportunity to, um, be a big part of what we're doing. And that starts every day in practice and he's got to build that respect and that rapport with his teammates. And I think he's off to a great start. So it was really cool to see him, um, get that work in and, um, be out there in that Kentucky Jersey for sure. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, how can you not be extremely excited when you just see Oscar Sheepway back in that Kentucky uh, blue? I mean, it's how are we watching the national player of the year back for Kentucky? It's just Dude, I've got goosebumps. It's going to be so exciting. So, so real quick, Sam. But what do you think that? Uh, man, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. But what do you what do you think that was like when he walked back in the locker room for the first time when he got back into town? You think the whole? The whole I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, dude, I literally, especially going home all summer to to visit his mom in the Congo. I mean, I can't imagine the players the coaches response i mean i know they put out a little fun video of him collecting all the personal award and trophies that he uh had collected throughout you know the conglomerate of last year and it's just funny to see him like he's literally got a wheelbarrow and it's all his trophies he's like i don't have enough room for these and i just i mean gosh he just puts a smile on everyone's face i'm sure they were absolutely fired up to see him back on the court and i mean the culture shift this next year, I, I can feel it. I mean, I'm really hoping it's something that I'm correct about, but it just feels like this group is locked in and they're going to use last year's motivation and some early standouts. Like I said, Antonio Reeves, we don't even have to touch on uh, obviously Oscar Sheboy, but a, a big note was that it seems like our new head strength and conditioning coach has really done something. So Brady Welsh has come in from Purdue as a reminder guys, and he has put on some weight on Damian Collins. He is now about 25 pounds heavier than he was last year. And that could be huge. I mean, the the more minutes we can get him in there is going to be vital. I mean, that is a just so unique shot blocker and shot alter. Even if he's not blocking shots, man, he is, so long, so athletic. He's probably got the highest vert on the team, maybe other than Jacob Toppin. But, I mean, it, that guy putting on some weight, that could be a huge opportunity for us. Speaking of Jacob Toppin, uh, Cal even quoted saying that he is the early leader of this team, and you can tell he is just locked in. He means business. Uh, and, and, you know, his ability to take that jump like we've been talking about, AJ, maybe that PJ jump. And I see it happening. I mean, he's gotten better and better every year. Then 
you know, I, I think we go as far as he takes us to some degree. I know we've got some studs on that, uh, that roster, but we really need him to step up this year and that's exciting. But the starting five, which again, we're at practice one. So take this with a grain of salt, but they did run some five on fives and, um, that starting five was going to be severe. It was going to be CJ Frederick. It was going to be Chris Livingston, Jacob Toppin, and Oscar Sheboy. Mind you, CJ Frederick was not allowed to run in five on fives just because he's obviously still coming back from injury. He's got the green light to participate in the Bahamas, but I think at this point, you know, it's more precautionary to just not throw him back into five on five play. So he did all um, of our other drills. He just didn't do fives. So that's good to note. So, you know, we might see that five shift for a, a time being, and maybe that opens up an opportunity, but I really do think he's going to be starter um, come the early window of the season. That's kind of his position to lose. But I think the last person I absolutely have to mention AJ before moving on is just, Holy crap. Case and Wallace, dude, I know me and AJ have been talking off air about this guy. I am, like, genuinely, not to overhype him, AJ, but, like, please try to argue with me. Does he not remind you of, like, a John Wall with his physicality and his speed? Dude, holy crap, he's incredible. I'm so pumped. Yeah, so so hear me out for just one second, because... um... This might sound a little strange, and tell me if I'm just way off base, um, but he reminds me of a Russell Westbrook, but he mm-hmm. can actually dribble, pass, and shoot. And shoot. <laughs> so, um, you know, combine that athleticism in the motor and just the sheer, like, give me the ball, like, I'm going to get this rebound, I'm getting the ball type yeah. type thing. Um, but more poised and under control. Um, obviously, he's going to have to grow up a ton. He's an early. He's a young guy. He's a freshman, and um, he's going to have to learn as they as as he goes throughout the season. He's going to have his moments where he falters and all of that. But mm-hmm. um, just from like an athletic standpoint and the way that he attacks the game, it, it reminds me of watching Russell Westbrook, um, especially when he was in the early part of his career when he was quite a dominant force in the NBA. So hey, no, I, I like that comparison. I mean, I have no problem with that at all. And I mean, you can just look up the photos of him on campus right now, and even from that first practice, dude, he is built. And he, he imposes his will on his opponent, and that's what I'm extremely excited about. That's the that's the type of guard that John Calipari has extreme success with. I mean, we've seen it in the past, and I, I could not be more excited about him. Um, you know, I think it's just with all the news that we've got about who's coming back in Oscar and Jacob and Damian, you kind of forget that we have two of the nation's biggest studs coming in. And Chris Livingston and Casey Wallace. So, like, I think for some reason, you know, you kind of just forget about them. But holy crap, they are going to be studs for us. Yeah, and um, what I what I did want to point out was when you talked about that start, you know, potential starting five or whatever you want to call it. Um, so you said Xavier, CJ, yep, Chris, Chris, Jacob, Oscar. Okay, so if that's our starting five, mm-hmm. then coming off the bench, you have Cason Wallace. Yes, sir. Lance Ware. Yep. Damian Collins. Yep. 
Antonio Reeves. Yep. And am I missing anybody else that's going to play major minutes? Major maybe? minutes. Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. But regardless, you have four guys that can come off the bench, so you have nine guys off that the are bat gonna give you, that can that play. give you good minutes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not accounting for the fact that Damian Collins is going to average 20 minutes a game. I mean, I don't, I don't foresee that happening. Maybe he does, and he takes that leap. But, I mean, dude, Casey Wallace is going to play – 24-plus oh. minutes a night. Yeah, no, no, no. So is Antonio Reeves. I mean, yeah. those guys are basically going to be starters, and I have no doubt that at points throughout the year, both of those specifically are going to be starters. So, I mean, goodness gracious. I, I That's nine deep. Yeah, that's my that point. I, that is, I trust. That's that I trust. my point is right there is – that's a deep squad. So, you know, people people can say what they want to bring it back to where you kind of started, but people can say what they want and whether they wanted to add one more piece or whatever, but at the end of the day, you can look at it and I don't know many college basketballs out te- college basketball teams out there that can run 9 deep. Most teams are shortening their bench to 7 at points and they don't trust guys after that. So to have 9 guys on your squad, um obviously injuries could play a part and that that could change, but I mean mm-hmm nine guys ready to go and you, you trust them to be out on the court and you can mix and match and play different ways. And, um, just one more thing that I wanted to, um, touch on as far as the first practice goes and, um, maybe a big deal, maybe not. I don't really know. Um, but one thing that stuck out to me was just the work that our big men were doing during practice and in the, in the scrimmages look like, Oscar, Lance, and Damian all have worked on their jump shot this this offseason, and that's a part of their game that they are definitely trying to improve. Um, I, I don't think I saw Lance Ware attempt a shot from outside of two feet from the basket last year, so the fact that he is kind of stepping away a little bit from the basket and kind of refining his game and um, him and Damian are just major keys to our success, in, in, in my opinion, because there just can't be that massive drop off from when Oscar is in the game and when he's not in the game. And that happened at times last year. And we need those guys. Like Lance was good in stretches, and then he had games where he would foul quickly. And then it's like, we got to figure out a different way to play because we can't just throw Oscar right back in. We need to let him rest. And so those guys really just have to, you know, obviously I think our, from the position three, two, one, like you have a bunch of studs. So um, we're a little bit more thin at the, in the front court. Um, So I just think that those guys being able to take that next step and really insert themselves as like, here's what I do well, here's how I can help the team, and Cal being able to trust them and put them out there in, in big moments. and um, So that's kind of where I have my eyes, just watching how those guys progress, and I'm, I'm yeah. happy with what I saw on day one, so we'll continue to monitor that and see how that progresses, but um, would love to see those two specifically, Lance Ware and Damian Collins, really continue to grow and yep. elevate their game and really grow into their own and build that confidence where they can go out there and really have an impact on winning. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I loved what I saw from kind of some of the recaps that I got to get my hands on from uh, that first practice. And you're exactly right. They they ran a lot of um, 
you know, high elbow screenshots for the bigs as well as flashing wings from the pick and roll. So I really liked what I saw. I, I, I really loved Damian Collins being able to just prove that he could step out and hit some of those deeper two shots. Cause I mean, a guy like that being able to knock down, you know, consistently four of those a game could be really deadly. So I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you. That really excites me. I even saw Oscar hit a three. I, I think they purposely threw that in the highlight reel just to kind of show, Hey guys, he might be able to hit one or two next year. Um, but you know, it, more importantly, I get that's a massive development for us, hopefully down the road and even him going into the NBA, but more importantly, just the ability for all four of those guys of our front court to hit, you know, mid to long range jumpers. That's, that's going to stretch the floor. That's going to open up, you know, lanes for our guards. So I I totally agree. That's uh, that's something we got to keep our eye on as it develops over throughout the rest of the off season. Yeah. So I think we've talked about a uh, one practice as much as two guys can possibly talk about one practice. So we yeah. will move on to the next topic at this point. And um, <laughs> the next topic was the fact that um, two Kentucky Wildcats were invited to the NBA green room for the 2022 NBA draft. Um I guess to, I don't know, Sam, please explain because I can't even get into this without getting a little upset. So I'll let you, um, kind of unravel this whole thing that I have said nothing and you can unravel all of it. Yeah. I guess we'll see how the, the listeners respond to this, but no, AJ's absolutely correct. Uh, two Wildcats were invited to the NBA Green Room. For those of you that maybe aren't familiar with that, it's just the uh, potential lottery picks are invited to the Green Room to be in attendance of the NBA draft so they could kind of be called out. And it's, you know, for the show. So that means John Calipari, as always, will be in attendance and he will accompany two of his players from last season. Uh, those individuals are Ty Ty Washington, which. I'm extremely excited. I mean, all season last year, AJ, he was kind of a firm lock for a lottery pick. And then, you know, he battled through those injuries and then just didn't quite have the outcome of last year come into fruition. And there was murmurs throughout the offseason that, you know, maybe he drops out of the, the lottery and who knows, maybe there's a potential of that, but it sounds like everything he's done as far as his NBA workouts, his um, interviews that he's done have gone really well, and he's kind of solidified himself as a lottery pick. So that really, really excites me because I feel like there's a portion of the nation that just doesn't understand how fluid his game is. I mean, he is so poised. He's such a great basketball player, and we saw that early on. I mean, he gets to his spot. He can hit a mid-range jump shot like the back of his hand. I mean, he's a great basketball player. I just felt like he was kind of cheated by some of those injuries and some of the bad publicity he got from, you know, our shortcomings postseason play. So um, really great to hear that he was invited. And then he will be accompanied by none other than Shaden Sharp, who is without a doubt going to get drafted prior to Ty Ty coming off the board. I mean, he's to this point kind of solidified himself as a top six pick in this year's NBA draft. Um, reason AJ is kind of alluding to how the heck do we even unravel this is because 
prior to yesterday, AJ, I would have told you that the Kentucky Wildcats have two guys going to the NBA draft that I'm extremely excited about to support at the next level, as I do with all of our individuals that leave our program and go and, um, you know, pursue their dreams in the NBA. And the reason we kind of are hesitant is because Shaden did a little interview actually today um, where he just made some, in my opinion, just foolish remarks about how last year transpired and, you know, what lies before him and his opportunities at the next level within the NBA Uh, Basically, to bring you guys up to speed, he just said that he does not regret um, the decision that he made as far as coming to Kentucky and then not being able to play for us sitting out last year where he could have come in and um, really, you know, helped us, especially during a critical time with some of those injuries. And I just feel like, you know, AJ, that kind of digs deep to all of Big Blue Nation just because how much would it have killed him to just maybe say, you know, I wish I could have played. That's all. That's all. But he didn't, he said he didn't regret it. He actually did open up and say that he, this is the first time he said this, AJ, that he decided not to play last year. There had been so many reports that his handler, Washington has told him that he wasn't not, not eligible to play last year. They're protecting him. And the whole goal was for him to come back this next season. So he'd be healthy, ready to go. Um, but yeah, Shaden actually comes out and says that he decided that he should not play this past season and prepare for the NBA draft. So it's, it's kind of just signed, sealed and delivered at this point that, you know, big blue nation, John Calipari kind of just got taken for a ride. Um, you know, he utilized us and the resources and the coaching ability of John Calipari, and he's taken that next step. And good for him. I mean, maybe I will support him, but it's definitely tarnished. All he really could have had said there, AJ, is like, you know, there's a part of me that wishes I could have played for a big blue nation. They're, you know, a great fan base. And, you know, I hope they support me at the next level. That's it. Is that a lot? Like, am I, am I asking for too much? But, I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of pissed off right now, but it's just, it's left a, a poor taste in my mouth, but uh, you know, he's going to do great things. I know that he's just an incredible talent. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe uh, would have loved to be out there with my brothers and uh, go through that battle together, that type of thing. You know, thanks for supporting me, big blue nation, even though I never got to play something like that. Um you know, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world, um, but yeah, I'm not losing sleep at this point. I mean, the Shading Sharp saga is gone. Yep. It's in my rear view. Uh, I hope, obviously, for Kentucky's sake, we've got two guys go in the top uh, 14 of the draft. So that'd be really exciting. And you know, good riddance. That's that's it. But uh, end of the day, I'll probably support both of them. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's a bad taste, but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know. Hey, it is what it is, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, the last thing I will say about this is, you know, we've kind of been looking forward to being able to turn a page and start this new season, and I think that this is also something that kind of just closes that book and says, okay, it was what it was, he's gone, good luck, farewell, and we have other things to do. We have much more important things to focus on as a team, as a program, and that's exactly what we are going to do. Because, in all seriousness, um, 
there's a lot going on with 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 the team. I mean, we touched on the the team now being there and starting to get to practice, um, but the coaching staff is also looking forward to what is going to be. Um, for the next few years and what our team will look like over the next few years and who will be those players that will ultimately fill the positions of the guys who will, um, to use a Calipari term, proceed and succeed and proceed um, and chase their dreams in the NBA or whatever else it is that they are doing. Um, So obviously there is a... Um, constant look at recruiting and what's going on and we have kind of hit a point where um, yeah I'll just say it we are a week away seven days away we brought it up last time Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about I'm referring to Robert Dillingham Um, he is going to make a decision on where he's going to play college basketball next season and for those of you not uh, familiar with Robert Dillingham or kind of may, um, you know, weren't thinking about him or kind of forgot about it from the last episode. I'm just going to have Sam um, touch on him real quick and we will start to dive into some of this recruitment news for the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. So, I mean, as AJ alluded to the, the class of 2023, I mean, a lot of guys are making decisions here just around the corner. And as he said, Robert Dillingham, is making his official collegiate decision in seven days. So um, we're a week out. He, as a reminder, as AJ said, we've broken him down uh, previously on an AOK episode, but he is actually the, gosh, um, number eight overall prospect for the class of 2023, and he is the number one point guard. So, you know, this is an absolute huge decision. We broke him down, and we even let you guys know that for the first time a few weeks ago, Kentucky gained the full crystal ball of his decision at the collegiate level. So um, kind of all eyes are pointing towards Kentucky. I'd never like to get too comfortable, AJ, because, you know, you can always get thrown a curveball. These guys are just humans, and they're making what's, you know, they believe their best decision for themselves and their family. However... I, I do have full confidence that Robert Dillingham will be a Wildcat for the class of 2023. So I am absolutely pumped. John Calipari will have his point guard. Um, that's always reassuring when Coach Cal's first, you know, major player in the top 10 is a point guard because, I mean, let's be honest, the guards that Coach Cal puts into the NBA is a success like none other throughout all of college basketball. Um, Robert Dillingham is an incredible talent and a lot of you might be asking or wondering in the back of your head, well, what happened to DJ Wagner? Um, nothing. We're kind of staying in the same boat. We're still in this just head to head recruitment battle with Louisville, but there's really been no new news. I know we broke down the fact that he was on the EYBL track and then he did Adidas and, um, he actually refused to do interviews. So there really hasn't been new news with DJ Wagner. And I know some of you might be wondering, well, if we get Robert Dillingham, does that mean we don't get DJ? No, um, that that's not at all the case because DJ is a combo guard. He would likely be able to play the two and be a little more off ball where Robert Dillingham would be our true point guard. So 
um, that would be one of the best one-two punches in all of college basketball. And I know that's on John Calipari's radar. So um, don't think that just because in a week Robert Dillingham might choose Kentucky, that means we're going to pull out from our opportunities with DJ. I mean, that's far from the scenario of what's coming into play. But it's really exciting. Um, you know, in that class of 2023, AJ, there is one more very vital name that we have to bring up. And I think we've mentioned him before on this AOK podcast. However, that is Ron Holland. And I think we have mentioned him, but he is the number nine overall recruit in the class of 2023. So, I mean, he is, again, in the top 10 in the nation. Um, and gosh, this would be huge because we have officially offered Ron Holland a scholarship to the University of Kentucky to come play ball for us in the class of 2023. Uh, we were kind of late to this party, but... Coach Cal and staff has really ramped up the recruitment efforts, and we have kind of gone full chips. We're all in. We want you, Ron. Um, and it's been received extremely well. Um, you know, AJ, it, it's just exciting. I, I think we really have a great chance of landing him. Um, I know I, I actually was talking to you about this the other day, but. I've got a quote here from Ron Holland when uh, asked about his official visit. That was June 13th through 15th. So I know we opened up uh, that opportunity to let you guys know that he was on campus recently. And then Kentucky offered him officially, I think, three days after the official visit. Um, so obviously that was just you know a couple of days ago. And here's what he had to say about potentially coming to be a Kentucky Wildcat. So, you know, the first part of the quote said, I've always liked Kentucky growing up. It's been one of those schools that where I always saw myself being able to play. He told KSR after his EYBL session in Indianapolis. Next quote is saying, it was one of the schools I really looked out for. Their level of communication. They text me before games. They tell me what I'm getting better at. And they ask me what I'm look working on which I like because Coach Cal, but he says he, wants to know how I am as a person, not just a basketball player. I really feel that connection. So that's per Kentucky Sports Radio, one of the interviews that they had with Ron Holland recently, um, actually just as of last week. So I just think that it's reassuring to me, AJ, that despite maybe the Kentucky Wildcats and Coach Cal getting into Ron Holland's recruitment process fairly late into the game. Um, it seems like he's all in. I mean, you can hear by Robert Dilling, or I mean, gosh, Ron Holland's quote there that Coach Cal is probably in contact with him on a daily basis. He is talking to him. He's talking to his family. Um, you know, I, I think we got a very good chance. And now to kind of put the cherry on top, which is just kind of, Really exciting me about our opportunity with our new assistant coach and lead recruiter and KT Turner. Ron Holland is from Texas. If you guys remember, Jay Lucas was our lead recruiter in the state of Texas. He had amazing ties and he had brought in some extreme talent for us over the past couple of seasons from Texas. And none other than KT Turner has stepped in and really lit the lamp with this recruitment process. Uh, he says he has been in contact with Ron Holland on a daily basis as well. And he's kind of just taking over as the lead recruiter. So um, 
it, it's just kind of like, oh gosh, like a, another great hire by Coach Calipari, and it seems like this transition has just been seamless. KT even did an interview the other day, AJ, and he was talking about how he is willing and going to exhaust every single contact he has in his phone. And, you know, he was just talking about how he is so amped up and that he is hitting the ground running. And it, it just shows uh, we'll get into the 2024 contact period opening up, but he has kind of taken the wheel there as well with John Calipari and just hit the ground running. And uh, I think good t- things are to come, but yeah, two major names in Robert Dillingham and Ron Holland that we should be, you know, keeping on our radars over the next couple of weeks to see, you know, their final decisions for next year. Yep, absolutely, Sam. And, um, you know, this recruiting thing is kind of a wait, a waiting game. So we uh, now we wait, and hopefully in seven days we will have some good news regarding Robert Dillingham. Um, no specific timeline on Ron Holland, so we will just continue to monitor that situation. Both are very talented young men, and I just think it shows um, through their um, comments that they've made um, and the time that they spent around the coaching staff, they both have been very transparent about the way that they have been treated um, and they have appreciated that, and I think they're starting to build a strong connection with um, Calipari and the rest of the coaching staff, and that is always a good sign because, you know, most of the time when Calipari wants somebody and he um, goes after it, it it normally ends up, you know, the kid ends up coming. So um, that's not just him walking in there and saying, I'm John Calipari, come to Kentucky. Um he does a very good job of building these relationships with these young men and their families and really um, giving them the truth and telling them, hey, this is how I see it, and I'm not going to be easy on you, and I'm going to call you out, and I'm going to make your life hard, and the only reason I'm doing it is because I want what's best for you and for the team, and you know, we've talked about it in the past, but not everyone is built for that sort of pressure and expectation and all that goes along with putting on that Kentucky uniform. Um, So excited to see if these two young men will end up being a part of our team for 2023. I would love that. They were both very talented young men. Um, So like I said, we will just have to continue to monitor that situation. And Sam, you brought up KT Turner. He has hit the ground running since he has come to Lexington. He has been out on the recruiting trail. He has been a good quote to get um, for all those around Lexington. And I can think, I, I just feel like he, you can sense the energy and the enthusiasm and the fact that he is just fired up. And I really do think that that um, is a part of the reason why it seems like John Calipari is so fired up and why he seems almost um, to steal your word from earlier when we were chatting, but um, he's refocused and he has kind of been able to take a step back and um, do some self-assessment and figure out where did we go right, where did we go wrong, and how do we now make the proper adjustments going forward. And KT Turner was a big part of that plan to be able to start to turn things around and go in some different directions. And, um, 
we spoke or I brought up earlier um, about the recruitment contact period for 2024 being open. So um, just real quick for those of you um, who may not know, but this is um, the period of time where um, the coaches can now specifically contact um, a recruit and speak to them directly uh, for the class of 2024, whereas before they could not speak to them directly. So this is a big period of time in which coaches can now really start to build those relationships and start to kind of, you know, uh, put the foot down on the gas a little bit as far as recruitment goes for the year of 2024. And that is where KT Turner is going to shine the brightest, and that is why he, a part of why he was brought here to Kentucky. Um, so I know he's already kind of putting his fingerprints a little bit on the class of 2023. Um, I think his his real fingerprints for the first time as a Kentucky head coach will be really all over this 2024 class. I think that's going to have a lot to do with him and, and what he's able to do over the next year or so. Um, so I will give it to you, Sam, and I will kind of just have you break down what's going on with the class of 2024 and where we stand. Um, I know it's a long ways to think about, but I mean, real quick, just think about this. We are talking about guys making their announcement for 2023 recruits next week. So we bring up 2024, we fast forward a year, and we will be talking about these same gentlemen and where they are deciding to play college basketball. So Sam, I will give it to you. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I know it seems a little bit on the horizon, but uh, it's a quick turnaround because a year from now, most of these guys are going to be well committed for quite some time, if not wrapping their uh, commitment or I mean their recruitment process up. So um, really exciting news that the contact period has begun. I think, AJ, you kind of almost segued that perfectly because John Calipari does seem reinvigorated and refocused, and that's exciting as a Wildcat fan and for all Big Blue Nation. I think there's been a lot of concern within Big Blue Nation of John Calipari's recent recruitment battles. Um, I think it gets lost on a lot of the fans that some of these really tight battles he's been in, we've just had the most unforeseen you know, unlucky circumstances happen where we lose some of the biggest recruits we've had in the last couple of years. I know we touched on it, but we get shade in and he, you know, he doesn't play for us and we lose Kate Cunningham and we could, the list goes on and on, but the major concern throughout big blue nation has been that Calipari has just kind of sat back and done the recruitment late. So, you know, perfect example is Ron Holland. You know, we didn't get in on his recruitment as early as all these other major school names. And I think that's been a huge concern within Big Blue Nation and the fact that, you know, why aren't you being aggressive? Why are you sitting back? Do you think, oh, you know, I'm I'm John Calipari. This is Kentucky. Like, they'll eventually come to me. Um, But to kind of just show that how refocused he is and how locked. I mean, he is locked in AJ. You can just tell that this guy is so laser focused right now on the next couple of seasons, not just right now. And that's where we always talk about this AJ, how he just sees around the curve. He does. And, and and it's kind of coming into fruition in the fact that literally 
the 2024 contact period opened on um, Tuesday at midnight. So technically Wednesday. Okay, guys, we immediately offered four five-star recruits scholarships to come play for us in 2024. So um, four top 10 prospects, four, four out of the top 10. Four out of the top 10, Coach Cal has already officially offered. So he literally took all those words that Big Blue Nation was throwing around about him and said, watch this, watch this, because I know who I am. I am the baddest recruiter in all of the land, and I will prove it to you again and again and again. It's just incredible what he's able to accomplish. I saw a stat, AJ, on a similar note the other day on Twitter of how that in the last 10 seasons, Duke in Kentucky have had landed the most five-star recruits out of all of those 10 seasons. And, you know, we've traded off or shared a few seasons, but I just think that's, you know, a testament to what John Calipari has done here at Kentucky and he's going to continue to do so. I think it just, it got lost on the fact, maybe some of the, the underperforming seasons recently, but it's not in regard to the lack of his recruitment. And we've talked about this. He brings in, the type of player that he is looking for, not just anyone. He's, he's deliberate, he's focused, and he's proven it. He offered Ian Jackson, the number two overall recruit, a shooting guard, five-star from New York, the number three overall five-star recruit, and a shooting guard of Trey Johnson from Texas. And he has already said that John Calipari and KT were the ones that reached out and offered him immediately after the contact period had opened. So it's really exciting to see KT, like you said, AJ, his fingerprints are going to be on that class. Um, Then we go down to, gosh, the number four overall recruit. So guys, we offered two, three, and four. Yeah, had to to travel pretty far down that list to find those guys. Yeah. Um, and another shooting guard. So three quick offers in shooting guards of Isaiah Elonham. And, uh, he's a five-star out of California. And then our last offer I thought was extremely exciting and will ring some bells within big blue nation is none other than Kevin Knox, younger brother. And that is Carter Knox. And he is a small forward, just like his brother. And he is the number 10 overall recruit in the class of 2024 so he's no no scrub he's from florida um and i think you know we'll have a a solid chance of landing him but gosh looking at his his list aj he already has i think 15 offers and they are from like you know the blue bloods the big east bloods i mean it's some high quality program so this isn't going to be some cakewalk if coach calipari doesn't show major interest then obviously uh, you know, we might lose a battle there, but I love the fact that we already offered him. I mean, clearly Coach Cal is all in on the opportunity there, and I, I think we, we really have some uh, great chances. But overall, guys, four offers in four guys in the top ten of the class of 2024. On the day we open the contact period, I mean – you've got to feel like John Calipari is laser focused and reinvigorated because he's very intentional in the fact that, okay, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be there first. And I'm going to let them know that from day one, I had my eyes set on them. Um, I think that's awesome. I think that's really important nowadays, AJ, with some of these recruitment battles, because for a long time there, I'm not saying that there was a lack of competition, 
but it feels like with NIL, it just opens up the conversation for everyone to have a level opportunity to land some of the biggest recruits in the nation. And John Calipari, like I said, sees around that corner and says, okay, we have to leverage that. And the fact that we're Kentucky and that we were still there from day one and that, you know, sure, you might be able to walk out the door and go make some money elsewhere, but you're going to make amazing money here. That's not going to be our focus. We're going to win national championships. We're going to put banners up and rub, and I'm going to get you to the league, just like I have done so more so than any other coach in the entire collegiate landscape. So I think that's extremely encouraging. And that's not even going into, AJ, the Fifteen. Sorry, we had to double count my uh, my math. Fifteen other recruits that John Calipari and staff have already reached out to during the contact period. No, they haven't offered, obviously, but already made contact, already spoken with these individuals, and showed interest going forward. AJ, all fifteen of those recruits that Coach Cal has reached out to are in the top fifty of the class of twenty twenty four. I mean, this guy. <laughs> Does he think he could get every recruit in the class? I mean, this is just – it's exciting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, from spanning from number 7, 8, you know, 13, 15, all the way down to 42 is the lowest. But, you know, I'm not going to bore you guys with all the names. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be sure to break them down over this next year of recruitment. But, overall, I think the most important thing to note is just Cal's back. Cal is absolutely back. I don't know if he went anywhere, but – he's here and he's here to stay. That's a fact. I mean, look at the class he brought in this year. I know it was just two freshmen, but who he brought back his ability to kind of see around the corner who he could potentially be bringing in for 23. And then gosh, 24, he he hit the ground running with this contact period open up. Yeah. Um, thank you, Sam. I appreciate you breaking that all down. Um, I think, only thing left to do would just be to insert the John Calipari swaggy cow meme and then drop the mic. And at this point, I think that's about all that we can say because... No more swaggy cow. No more swaggy cow. I can't. <laughs> it feels like it's a curse, man. It is. I know, I know, I know. The checkerboards are gone. Swaggy yep. cow... It's gone. We'll have no more checkerboards. We have no more swaggy cow. We just got good old-fashioned John Calipari, the best damn basketball coach and recruiter in the entire nation. And we got the Kentucky Wildcats going back to hopefully more of a retro look without the checkerboards. We're hanging number nine in the brand-new facility of Rupp Arena that's been put in with a billion dollars. I mean, come on. How, how can you not get pumped up? Let's do it. Absolutely, Sam. I am right there with you. I am fired up right now. Like I said earlier, we have finally been able to turn the page on last season. We have a brand new season starting, and all there is is hope and optimism for what will come in the future. I am already looking forward to our trip down to the Bahamas, not me and you specifically. We already discussed how the um, cost of going down there might be a little bit high at this point for us, but um, the team is definitely going to be down there and I will be watching on TV. So can't wait for that. Can't wait for the season. Um, 
We are counting down the days until Robert Dillingham makes his announcement about a week away for the class of 2023. We also have picked up massive steam with recruit Ron Holland for the class of 2023, and KT Turner has made his immediate impact on the team, on the coaching staff, and it seems that the entire program and everybody surrounding the basketball team is on the same page and everybody is very motivated and ready to get to work and hit the ground running and that is exactly what they have done we will continue to hit the ground running as we will be back in just a couple of days with another episode of the all out kentucky podcast that is all that we have for you today Like I said earlier, there is a ton still more to unpack, so we will record another episode this weekend, have it out to you guys in a few more days, um, as me and Sam have a lot more news and notes to bring you surrounding both the Kentucky Wildcats basketball and football program. This is the All Out Kentucky Podcast. You can follow me and Sam on Twitter at Andrew John Bradley, at SamBrad66. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Pod. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Also, me and Sam um, soon are going to be... Um, we do record every night with a video, but we have not been uploading that. But soon, we will let you know we are going to be able to put some of our content on YouTube. So we want to get that out there and we're going to continue to work on growing the podcast to bring you guys more and more content. Um, We love doing this. We love being able to get together and do these episodes and and bring you guys this, this content and give you our thoughts and everything that goes along with Kentucky basketball and football. That is all I have for today. Sam, if you have anything left, feel free to speak to the listeners. But if not, I will see you next time, my friend. Thank you and good night. Thanks, y'all. There's only one thing left to say. O-C-A-T-S, cats, cats, cats.